Thank you so much again for listening to the Truth Be Told, Hosea 4, 6 podcast. We are so uh, incredibly grateful for you listening and joining joining the discussions, um, following us on social media, keeping up with us there. Um, we love conversations. Uh, reach out to us if you want prayer, if, if you um, have questions about religion, faith, um, anything culture related, um, shoot us a DM. Uh, or shoot us a message on Facebook. Um, today, um, we're going to kind of change the trajectory a little bit of our topics. Um, we actually got a lot of people, uh, when we first did the the um, the survey and, and, and filled it some questions, we got a lot of people talk about relationships. It seems like that's a big thing um, within the church. But uh um, but or just in general, rather. But um, um, so um, we we have us here today a very very dear friend of ours. Um, he he uh, is a pastor here, um, and um, he just celebrated his thirty fifth year anniversary. So All right. I think uh, we would be remiss if we didn't bring him on because mm-hmm. thirty five years is a long time. Yes, it is, and. Um, Definitely a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge in that. So without further ado, we have Pastor Stefan Ross. Welcome. Hi, guys. How are you today? <clears throat> Good. How you doing, Pastor? Uh, can't complain. Can't complain. Wonderful, Good. wonderful. Yeah, so um, as always, I'll be 33 Tuesday, so... 33 what year old years old yeah so you guys very very long (laughs) that's messed up (laughs) 33 (laughs) there's no shots at you i'm just saying hey thank god i got a son that's 32 so it's all right oh yeah yeah so that's wonderful praise god for that i love hearing how long people have been married it's always an encouragement you know um, speaking of which, so sports world, I got to talk about my Redskins for us. Well, I can't say that no more. I talk about, <laughs> I talk about Washington. You're going to get us kicked off the, off the airways, man. That's what I said. Let me, let me, let me backtrack. I can't say that no more. <laughs> I think they said they're just called the Washington. Right? The Washington football team. What's his name? Max Keller. <laughs> It was either Washington football team or the Washington football club, what they were going to start off with. I can, I can understand both sides, like, the reason why he chose that. Like, the marketing aspect is going to take years, and they want players involved, former players involved. They want the fans involved in the name change. I think the fans are like, yeah, just get the Red Wolves, you know. You can still HTTR. You know, you can let out a big old howl in the stadium if somebody gets a sack or a touchdown, you know. But – you know, it might take some time to get used to because everybody's been used to the old name, the old mascot name, if you would. But I don't know. world's changing. Well, it definitely have changed the whole 
Uh, cowboy and Indian type of game. Right. I thought Jerry Jones might have stepped up and said something, but, uh, you know, Jerry's been quite quiet lately. I wonder if you're afraid of something. Probably so. Afraid yeah. of losing some money. Probably, you know. But there's a lot of money that was tied up into that rivalry, you know. Cowboys, Indians, mm-hmm. classic, you know, going back to black and white television. You know, you got the, the guy, you have the guns, pow, pow, and the Indians, oh, bah, 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 you know. Bows and arrows, so. But anywho, either, either going, either you're gonna lose money dealing with the backlash of racism and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and or you know you you just have to kind of bite that bullet and. But you know the, deal with it. the crazy thing is, there's been two sides to the debate with actual Native Americans. There's Native Americans said we're glad to see the change. There's Native Americans said. They're glad to see the name change, but keep the logo because mm-hmm. they're some way kin to the mascot. Because it was actually depicted a- after an actual chief. I don't, I forgot his name, uh, but there's been family members or descendants of that chief that's came out and spoken against, you know, changing that logo. And they're, you know, in other words, ticked off. But you know, you kind of get both sides of the coin and you get some people, I'm just not watching the NFL's ruin everything. I'm not watching this. Mm-hmm. They got the black anthem playing in the games now, you know. So <laughs> you get you got the whole gamut of just a bomb of emotions that's getting ready to explode with, you know, NFL. I didn't even think I thought they may not have had a season. Because you know they canceled high school football around here. Mm-hmm. So but anyway, my wife's an Eagle fan. So Washington, um, Football team jersey. I'm just gonna keep the Redskins because it's gonna be a throwback. <laughs> it's all throwback stuff now, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, I got Daryl Green and uh Doug Williams. So I got some Sean Taylor, I got a couple of his jerseys, so you got some serious throwbacks with them. But you know, even with the new guys now that's playing, you got a throwback jersey with them. With uh, the true. old name, so but you know, like I said, my wife's an Eagles fan, so that's that ties into what we're getting ready to talk about because during the season, it's a war when we play each other, Eagles mm-hmm. in Washington. Somebody's going to bed mad. Can you can you help us with that, Pastor? Well, somebody sleep downstairs and until the morning. <laughs> hey, look, I paid too much money for that bed for me to sleep anywhere. <laughs> that bed. <laughs> what doesn't help that scenario? <laughs> Both of those teams are in the same division, right? I mean, yes, the they literally take a train to each other's stadiums. It's just it's your DC will really Washington stadiums in Maryland, but it's like maybe an hour from Philly, if that. You know, you take a train, boom, you're there. Well, hmm. Mm. <laughs> I had to think about that one. I'm gonna pray about that one. <laughs> Look, we had we I was in pr- a couple of people that I know. You know, yeah, they got long and 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 they, you know, the husband said Cowboys fan and and the wives are Philadelphia. Oh it's no, that might have been. She was a. My brother was that way. As a matter of fact, when I think about, it, he lives in Texas, which which doesn't you know help the scenario. Oh, that doesn't help at His all. His wife is from Philadelphia, so. Mm. Their daughter just wore a shirt that says, you know, on this side, Philly, this side, you know. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. I was happy, you know. So both of them would come home, and she loved it every time Philadelphia just beat down Dallas, and she was in Dallas, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> As the, that's the, you know, we was in premarital counseling, and um, the pastor said, well, you know, 
uh, when Philly's playing and y'all not playing, you got to wear a jersey. A Philly jersey. I said, no. I said, you don't understand that division. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> not at all. But I think that uh, – you know, if if she was Dallas, then that that probably we probably would have went our separate way. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do Dallas. <laughs> Super Bowl every year. They going Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, I I guess in my mind, I don't I don't I don't know if I should say this, but I can see a way that she can win you over every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she got to do is put on a jersey at the right hour of the night. Go ahead now. Hey, look, that's why we got two babies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You might have thought I had something in this coffee that I'm drinking. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, you want to kick us off? You're not a you're not a Washington yes. fan, Jamal. Oh no. Uh-uh. He's no, an no, Oakland no. Raiders fan. <laughs> nah. Oh, never nah. mind. You can't say Oakland no more. They're they're Las Vegas. Nah. Los Angeles. Yeah, the Vegas. Yeah, you well, know, everything's changing. Right, right. That's a, that's Los right. Angeles Los Chargers. Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Los Angeles Rams. Exactly, exactly. And they're going, they're going to share a stadium too, if I ain't mistaken. And yeah, so, like this. Um, the, the, so the Chargers get there. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 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 um, so we kind of touched a little, <laughs> a little bit. On what we were going to get into managing your marriage through a pandemic, or we could just generalize it managing your marriage. How do you manage your marriage? What does that look like? Um, I'm, I'm probably sure it's different for everyone, but um, I think, I think the overall uh, key to managing, um, you know, it, it just comes down to love. That's just what it comes mm-hmm. down to. So before we jump into that, um, Pastor Stefan, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Um, tell the people uh, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do. Well, I am uh, a pastor here in the Chester, it's actually Chester, Virginia area. And I've been here now for about six years, came from Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the capital of Pennsylvania. I'm going to make that clear, not Philadelphia, and not Pittsburgh, we're the capital, all right, it's a commonwealth state just like Virginia, but I was born and raised there with my lovely wife, uh, actually my wife, uh, Lori, she, uh, she is my childhood sweetheart also, so I'm not sure if that, you know, adds to the, the, the many years that we've been together or not, uh, although we went to separate high schools, um, my mom and her mom were good friends, and there was something about Lori that just I, I can't even explain it. I just knew that she was going to be my wife. And uh, so, you know, we'll get into that whole aspect maybe a little later in the conversation. But uh, we uh, got married. Um, we were 22 years old. And uh, we were in the church and, uh, and served in the local church. I was a minister, uh, one of the assistant ministers in the churches that we were in. My wife, uh, she came alongside of us, and we were blessed with two children. Two years later, started with our son, um, thirty-one. He's uh, thirty-two now. Daughter, thirty-one. Uh, grandparents, I got to put that in there because that's a, that's a big thing. I just got a new granddaughter. Her name is Majesty. We love her. Oh. And uh, so that's really exciting. But uh, we've been in, been in ministry a long time. Um, ever since, really, from the day that I got married, 
and uh, I, I needed a wife in order to to continue the path of ministry. I, I kind of I needed a wife, and I don't know about anybody else, but I mm-hmm. definitely needed one. It helped to st- bring stability. It helped to give me um, focus and a purpose. Um, we the church that we have here. After, after serving in the local church there in Harrisburg, I really sensed the Lord just kind of leading me to, uh, to pastor a church. And one of the things he did after many hours of prayer, uh, many hours of just uh, studying the word of God and, and what we call consecrating ourselves, um, <clears throat> the Lord laid on my heart and said, I want you to leave the area. And which was a surprise because when I said, you know, I was born and raised there, all of my family's there. I have a large family and and everyone was right there in the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area. So just to step outside of our comfort zone and go to a place that I've never been Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, learn the area and then begin to plant a church was a great challenge. And it was something I had to share with my wife. And fortunately, uh, that, and that could be another story for another time also. Uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, she said, yes. And so we got in the car about six years ago and came on down, scanned up the land, and, uh, and we've been here ever since. And it's been a real journey. Started out in high school. We have a location down off of uh, Center Street there in Chester. We, and we call it our Create Cafe location. And uh, Create Cafe, you'll see a sign out there. And it's a place where we call, what we say we create community because it's, it's a little bit more than just a church, if you will, but it's a place mm-hmm. where we can allow people to come in. We do, we do um, um, paint parties and social gatherings. Um, with the pandemic, unfortunately, it's kind of put a lot of things on hold, uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a space where we're, we allow the community just to come together, like I said, for the, for the cause of creating community. And so, so that's it. My wife is a school teacher. She's here in the area as well, teaching in Chesterfield uh, County School District. Been teaching for over thirty years, and uh, and yeah, so we're we're plugged in now, and we we've been been you know living life, and and we're loving it. We're just loving what we do. Did I cover everything? Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, awesome. Um, Stefan and Miss Laurie. Uh, my wife and I can't say enough that they have been truly a huge, huge blessing to our marriage. They married us. Um, they oh, wow. were our premarital counselors and they've been with us ever since. And we are truly, truly grateful for them. If I can um, say this, we were blessed. Uh, we met you guys at, at Thrive Church. And um, that was um, one of the part of our prayer coming down here. We wanted to connect with a church who understood mm-hmm. church planning a pastor who understood what church planning was all about. And we were blessed to find Thrive. That's where we met Jamal and Maya. And I tell you, it's been a rich experience, uh, just not only being there at the church, but also meeting you guys. You guys have been a true blessing to us. And we talk about you all the time, pray for you. <laughs> Thank you. Much needed, Amen. very much needed. <laughs> That's probably why I'm getting attacked so much. Y'all keep praying for me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Go ahead. Y'all praying these prayers and the enemy like these prayers too powerful. I need to turn it up. No, I'm just joking. Crank it up. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's no, like no, they got you on a torture awesome. device. Right. <laughs> <laughs> crank it up. Crank it up. No, no, we 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 are truly grateful for you guys. Um, like I said, we we can't express that enough. Not enough words to express it. But yeah, yeah. Um, so um. So as I mentioned, managing your marriage, it kind of came to me. 
managing your marriage through hard times. Mm-hmm. Cause I know you mentioned, um, well, yeah, you, you, you mentioned that we, it, it could be a discussion for another time, but I know a little bit about the backstory of when you felt that call of planting a church outside of Pennsylvania. And I know Miss Lori didn't quite, um, uh, take to it as, as, um, easily, I think, as well, you would have expected. Well, initially, I was, initially, the, right. the first time I, I, I was, I was like this, I would, I would, um, I was to test the water, so to speak, you know, first I, I kind of knew it. My, my thing was I've learned over the years of being with Lori that if there was something, now I'm getting ready to give you a, 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 a good nugget here. All right. You know, mm-hmm. good nuggets. So if there was something that the Lord wanted me to do, I would go to prayer first, mm-hmm. first place. I don't even, I try not even talk to her about it. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason why I go to prayer is said, now, Lord, this is what I would do. Lord, if this is you, you need to tell my wife. Mm-hmm. Because if she's on board and, and, and it's not a struggle between me and her, then I know this is you. Mm-hmm. Uh, those times that I, and believe me, I've done it. Uh, I've made some decisions that I didn't go to God first and, and, and say it that way. And then when I try to present it to her, and, and she gave me that, she got this finger that she loves, usually put at the bottom of her lip. <laughs> <laughs> when I see that finger come out, and, and it's, it's kind of a you know uh, internal thing. My daughter does it too. She's like, we know mom. She, she get that finger out. I, I, then it gives me this, did you pray about this stuff? I was like, oh, I don't even remember if I did or not. And it caused me like, hold on, wife, hold on. Let me, let me, let me come back to you. Let's hold that <laughs> and I go and I pray, right? And, but then, so I knew when I came, I remember the day we were, I was standing uh, there on the, we were out on the porch for some reason uh, at the house that we had. And I said, uh, are you ready to move? Because I knew that the Lord had laid on my heart that we were, we were going to be, doing it out, outside of the city. And when she said yes, it came out so easy, so clear, and it was so pr- much of a yes. I, it got me nervous. I was like, wait, <laughs> um, are, you know, is this the same wife? So yes, he wasn't really on board initially, and, and the kids mm-hmm. were still in school, I think, at that time. But when I was in, I was in a lot of prayer with, with this whole decision of moving, uh, a lot of fasting as well uh, about this whole decision. And it was real easy when I came to her. She said, yes. So I knew that was, I knew it was God. I knew it was God. And um, now that's with the move. But then when we got down here, <laughs> you know, and we had to make some serious decisions, mm-hmm. um, there was always moment of conflict. If we, we call it uh, intense fellowship. That's what we mm-hmm. call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good way to put it. That, yeah. There were times that we were, we were in. We had we had moved into a little apartment, and we had a. It was a whole ton of ton of decisions that we had to make concerning a whole ton of different things, and it seemed like she would go one way and I would go another, and it was tough. It was tough. It's been. We've learned a lot about each other just by starting a church. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been really really tough. Did I say tough? It's been tough. <laughs> Let me. Can I, if I may ask you this, when you, you said you, you know, were praying on the first, you, you know, once you get a word from God, you go in prayer or your idea, you go in prayer. 
Um, did you say your wife was on board immediately or did she have a moment of pause and say, let me think about this. It's not happening. Well, at first, I tried the first time. I tried one time before that, you know, the prayer. So I tried mm-hmm. once before. I would test the water. What do you think about? She's like, oh, no. <laughs> definitely yeah. not going to happen, you know. And, you know, the earlier conversations that I had prior to us actually moving, um, before she said yes, was mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to ever leave Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't happening. Her sister was there, which is her she has, you know, her family is extremely small. Mm-hmm. Sister had just moved back to, to our area. And her dad was there. Her dad was sick at the time. He had, uh, he had dementia. I said it worked, dementia. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he also had Lewy body's disease. And so it, I didn't think it was going to happen. And I, so it made me say, Lord, maybe that was my mind that you told me. Yeah. We were moving. And, mm-hmm. and, I don't know what happened. Like I said, only thing I can remember is just going to the Lord. I prayed. He gave me a peace. And we were standing out there on the porch. When I asked her, she said, it just came out so easy. Yeah, it's time to go. It's time to do what the Lord said do. And mm-hmm. I looked at her, and I was like, maybe maybe I need to go back in the house and start coming back out. <laughs> you know, because this wasn't the answer that I had got previous times that I had checked. Right, right. It, and it literally made me nervous because I really didn't know what to do with that afterwards. So I had to, I had to add, really back, backtrack and come up with this. Okay, this is the strategy now because, mm-hmm. because all of the other times that I had checked, it was a no. Yeah. And it was frustrating. I ain't gonna lie, it was frustrating because I, I was getting ready. I was getting ready to ask you: Did you yeah. find yourself getting frustrated? Okay. Maybe saying, and you answered that. And I just told myself I didn't hear from God. That was just me. Exactly. Yeah. All of the above, and I, I, I just knew. And what was uh, what was interesting, uh, strange, prophetic, if, if I may say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a a, uh, a bishop friend of mine. <laughs> I laugh because uh, the way he he just entreats me. He always with respect. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. calling me over to his office one day, and uh, and he and when I when I went into the office, we sat down to make a long story short, and he said, Reverend. He called me Reverend. He says, uh, you know, the Lord uh, wants you to plant a church. Now, I mean, oh. I've, already, I've already had this conversation with the wife, right? Uh-huh. Now, we, this, is already, this is already sealed. And, and I already knew that he told, uh, the Lord told me that we were going to be leaving, right? I already, I already had this information. And he says, well, you know, you know, the Lord says uh, that you're going to plant a church, right? And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I treated him that way. And he says, and do you know it's not in the city? Because he knew I was oh. from the city. Oh, wow. And, and I just laughed. I said, yes, yes, Bishop, I'm, I'm, I'm very much aware of it. He said, okay, I just wanted you to be sure. He said, and he asked for permission. You mind if the, if, if the Lord's speaking to your life? And I said, go right ahead, Bishop. <laughs> and he shared those things with me. And he shared. I, I, I was just thinking about it this morning. Uh, there were a number of things that he shared what would happen over the next five, over the five, he said it's going to take me about five years. It just came mm. to my remembrance. And he told me what the first year was going to be like. He told me what the second year was going to be like. And he told me what the third. And I, when I thought about it, I'm telling you guys, it's been, he's been on point. He's been <laughs> so on point. First year, he said it's going to have his challenges. He said, but it's going to be great. He mm-hmm. says, you're going to go into the second year. You're going to have a honeymoon. But a honeymoon, the, 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 the excitement of it is going to dwindle down. It's going to dwindle down. Mm-hmm. You're going to almost be to the point where 
you, you, you're going to start thinking about maybe you, you made the wrong decision. Right. Mm. And then he said, then he told me about the 30. I'm going to hold off on the 30. I can't tell y'all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's, let's kind of, uh, kind of park here for a second. So, um, how was your marriage challenged during this process of planting the church? And, oh man, hmm, you should have sent me a letter ahead of time. I could have wrote down a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, eh, oh man, so it's been challenged in a, in a number of ways. Uh, I would say, first of all, just agreement. Mm. Um, being mm. able, mm. Um, so, so here's the dynamic. Prior to this, my wife and I have served in ministry always under someone. Mm-hmm. And so this would have been the first time that both of us was actually leading this venture together. Now we serve in ministries as leaders of those ministries, mm-hmm. but now we're serving together. And so you, we have two different persons, two different ter- uh, personality. I am... Uh, I'm a probably the more free spirited type of person out there. I'm a visionary. I'm I'm very creative. I see things that don't exist. My wife does. Um, I paint, you know, you you guys know know that I'm a visual artist. I paint Mm -hmm. pictures in my mind and the Lord shows me things visually. Mm -hmm. My wife needs things written down. She needs Mm -hmm. a clear path on how we're going to execute one, two, three, and four. So we would clash constantly in that little apartment, Jamal. (laughs) We would clash constantly, not only on, on the littlest of details about the church, about Mm. the direction, about the vision, about the values. You're talking about, and so we we were challenged and, and just, we had to really learn even how to communicate all over a year and mm-hmm. respect each other's uh, position, if you will, the value. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that my wife brings to the table, what, you know, uh, like, and you, you're going to hear this if, if you're married, any, any, any sense of time, most men, and, and I'm sure the men hear it also, you're going to hear it from your wife, you don't value my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> Because I hear that quite often. <laughs> if you haven't heard that, it's going to come. It's oh, not yeah. a matter of, if it, you know, if it comes, it's, it's just a matter mm-hmm. of when. Most you definitely. don't value my opinion. And, 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 and it's not that. It's not that we don't value the opinion. Uh, but you have to learn how to validate her opinion. Right. You have to learn how to implement it at times that opinion. Mm-hmm. And because she's there to be a helper. What does the Bible tell us in Genesis, right? That God mm-hmm. made her a suitable helper, right? Right. I think some of the greatest challenge, and I had to come to grips with that. Uh, some of my greatest challenge was allowing her to be the helper that God created her to be. You know, she had mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of, she had a better grip on, on a lot of the administrative aspects of things, you know, mm-hmm. She's solid when it comes to follow up and follow through. I'm just putting myself out there, quite honestly. You know, there were a number of things. She was organized, and like I just told you, I'm a creative person. I could take a I could take a squiggly line and make it look good. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be straight for me. 
Right. You know, I, I don't need uh, I don't need it to be roughed in to see something beautiful come out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just I'm the type of person I'm, I'm it's, it's endurance is it consistency is it. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's not for her, but we had to learn how to appreciate each other's differences and see how they work together for the for the common purpose of what we were what we were doing. And that's what we had to do. So that's where our class was at. Truth be told, Hosea 4-6 hosts would like to thank all of those who listen to this podcast. With your continued support, the hosts stay inspired and encouraged to continue doing this ministry. If you are liking the content being put out, please consider donating to TBT Hosea 4-6 for more episodes to be recorded and released. To donate, you can make this contribution to TBT Hosea 4-6 Cash App or PayPal at paypal.me forward slash TBT Hosea 4-6. That was good. Let me ask you a question. Cause when you were talking, um, what was going through my mind and, and I'm, I'm assuming, you know, with a lot of people now out of work with coronavirus, a lot of men out of work. And of course you have, um, you know, state assistance, assistance with, you know, extra money being allotted for unemployment, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the stimulus, but, uh, this is another conversation for another day. We praying for them. We praying for them, you know, but anywho, um, how with your manhood, I'm thinking about manhood in this particular time, stepping out, starting a church and, you know, you clashing with your wife, your vision, her vision. Did you find your manhood kind of being challenged during this particular time, your role in marriage kind of going through a phase as far as, cause when I'm thinking like the imagery that's going through my head, during this particular pandemic, um, you know, and some men that may just be going through it and, you know, loss of a job or what have you is, you know, he's the captain of the ship. And so he, he knows there's some rough waters and he's trying to stay as calm as possible, but you know, he knows it's, it's some rough stuff that could teeter totter the boat to the point it capsizes. Um, how was how was your focus as a man when stepping out on faith during this particular time? I'm, I'm, I'm personally I'm I'm good at that. Okay. Uh, stepping out. What if, what advice would you give <laughs> to some brothers? <laughs> but, but you know, you gotta let me finish the rest of the. Of the oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the problem. Uh, I don't think I have a problem with stepping out on faith. That's that's mm. not the issue. Um, and I think uh, we, I've learned since, you know, since we started this, that my wife values and loves the idea that I lead like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there are moments when she felt a sense of trepidation. Mm-hmm. Because again, how are we going to execute this? Mm-hmm. And, and, there, and then there were moments, I think that, that, I don't think, there were moments where she challenged me and, and it felt like a disrespect, you know? And so... What we had to do was come to a place uh, of, of, of another level of communication mm-hmm. and where we literally had to um, sit down and work out. One of the beautiful things, we, we, we've, we've definitely feel blessed in the sense that, you know, we, we're 35 years today. But what I didn't cover in the earlier when I was introducing myself, we, we spent many years in marriage enrichment. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten tools over the years, different things that we can go back to our tool chest and pull out 
and utilize these, these various tools or community. How do you communicate? How do you listen? A lot of times when you get into these intense moments, these moments of intense fellowship, people are communicating to not to listen, but to be heard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's speaking. You got to hear what I'm saying. No, you hear what I'm saying. No, you hear what woman, I'm the man. <laughs> you know, I'm the man. <laughs> And, and but yeah, I'm the one at the net that's turning your head too, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Kind of like this, this, this thing, and somebody has to break so that you can have a level conversation. Mm-hmm. And so personally, uh, it's it's faith is something that you got to get from God. That's the only place that I know you can really get it. Faith cometh by hearing, right? And hearing mm-hmm. the word of God. Mm-hmm. You got to really there. There are two things I think that was critical to us and it helped us through uh, our tough times of communication and would never fail. I thank God. We had a, our, our, our uh, now probably nobody else knows this and I'm putting this out there right now, but we had a three bedroom apartment, right? And mm-hmm. so, so in those moments, especially because normally the argument was starting in the living room. And then I knew it was tough when she would get up from the living room and head to the bed, to the bedroom. She head to the bedroom. I was like, uh oh, you know, we're in trouble. Right. And then so I knew she wasn't coming out because she took her Bible and she took her laptop mm-hmm. and she closed the door. When those three things happen, I probably am not going to talk to her for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So, and in those moments is what typically happens. This is what typically happens. She would go into prayer. And I know when I say that, I, it, it works. I'm telling you, that's the one tool in the tool chest of marriage, of life, business. We mm-hmm. were to utilize this tool of seeking God in prayer. Mm-hmm. It does miracles. And what I would do, we had the second bedroom, I would end up in there. And both of us spent that time apart seeking God about not her. I'm not seeking God about her. She's not seeking God about me. I'm seeking God about myself. Mm-hmm. Or where did I err in this process? And I never failed. He would always show me that I had a big mouth. Mm. Shut up and go back and listen. Why? Because I'm speaking to be heard. I'm not listening. I'm arguing with her. You don't hear what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. If I could just shut up and listen. What does the Bible says? He says we need to be quick to hear, yeah. slow to speak. In the book of James. Look at James. And, yeah. and that latter part that many people don't talk about, it says slow to anger. Slow to anger. Slow to anger. So when we, when we would emerge back out into the living room, our response to each other was, and it was pretty consistent, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard God told me this, yeah. and this is what I didn't hear you say, but this is what you were saying, and now I understand. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but that oh, was... The, 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 the prayer was definitely one thing. The second thing, the other tool, is the word of God. He will speak to you. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a tool that we don't go to. We, we don't use it as a guide. We don't use it as a, a, a place of comfort. But it, it really, really works. Over the years, I've learned that's the best place to go. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So... I mean, just for the, the fellas, I mean, that are married or getting ready to be married, you would say, number one, let's say somebody wants to start off with a business, right? Um, just something new, like 
I don't know, they the job may have shut down right. or you know, whatever they whatever happened. And they say, I feel like I just want to do something new and you really launching into uncharted waters. Mm-hmm. How would you communicate that to your wife? I can't start with prayer first of all. How would I communicate with my wife? Okay, this is what I want to I want to share. This is I was listening to how you said that. All right, so I'm going to give you an illustration. This is mm-hmm. what you got to do first. First thing is, it's just like this. If you got a house, we just built a house. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, we've been here a little bit over a year, and I saw a crack in the corner. Ooh. Uh-oh. And my first instinct was to get some paint, paint over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? As a matter of fact, I do see a little pop right there. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I saw it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> my first instinct is to nail that thing back in and paint over it. But you know what? The pop and that crack is going to come back. It's yeah. going to continue to come back. You know why? Because it's, if, I, if, I, if I paint over it and the crack comes back, it's not a crack issue. Come on. It's a foundation issue. issue oh, yeah. come on. And so I got to go a little bit deeper than what's on the surface or what I see on the surface. And you got to build a foundation. Mm-hmm. This is what I discovered. And this is so, so even, I don't care if it's a dream and you have a, you have a spouse or you have a potential spouse. The one, this, what I'm sharing with you right now is critical to that. So you got to build a strong foundation. Mm-hmm. That foundation starts with communication. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not so much speaking to be heard, but it's speaking to be understood. So everybody's getting understanding. Are you still with me so far? Oh yeah, that's good. So you're building a strong foundation. That strong foundation is it's 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 rooted in communication. Mm-hmm. I would love to say, I, to be real spiritual. I, yeah, I would love to say get the Bibles, study and pray together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that is good. Because you're building a spiritual foundation. Right. And just say you're not a spiritual person, right? Mm-hmm. So this, this, this will work even with that. So you got to start with communication. You know what I found out with couples? is that this. When you when you're come together, we bring baggage with us. Yeah. We got baggage from the past. And what we don't realize is that we're trying to, uh, 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 my wife and I, we were just talking about, when I came to the marriage, I brought my suitcase. When she came to the marriage, she brought hers. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize we have to merge what's in her suitcase and what's in my suitcase into one suitcase. Mm-hmm. Or if we're to work, you got to fit in one suitcase. So you know what that means? That means something in her suitcase got to be thrown away. Right, right. Something in my suitcase got to be thrown away. The hard part is, what do I throw away? This is dear to me. This, this mm-hmm. was given to me by my daddy. You mm-hmm. Know. Mm-hmm. I know you don't know my daddy, but I know my daddy. You want me to get this up? You know, but it don't fit in the suitcase. You gotta have a strong conversation about what you're going to put in the suitcase. Are you still with me so far? Mm-hmm. All right. So once you do that, you're still gonna move in, and I guarantee you there there will be problems along the way. And what we do with the problem is we sweep it under the rug, right? As long as we're sweeping it under the rug. We think that we're not resolving. We think we're resolving the issue, but we're really not. Mm-hmm. What we're doing, we're dancing around the lump that we've left in the rug. Mm. And what we continue to do is trip over this issue that was swimming under the rug. You got to pull the rug back and you got to talk about 
the issues. So whatever it is, if I'm going to be starting a business, I told my wife, hey, listen, we're going to do the, we're going to, uh, listen to me real good, we're going to, we're going to plant a church. As a man, you must come up with a plan. Yeah. What wives do, they buy into, or what females do, I learned this too, what females do is they buy into the plan that we sell them. Mm. Right? Every guy, he, they, we call it back in the day, that's the rap. Right? You come up and you rap, hey, baby, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to live. This is what we're going to This is what I'm going to do for you. Right? I need you to come along with me. She buy into that. What happens is when we get into it, we, we abandon the plan. And she remembers the plan. The conflict starts. Are you still with me? <laughs> so, so that's where the conflict starts because she said, I came because of what you said that you were going to do. Men are not mm. consistent following through with it. So what we do, we sweep it under the rug, right? Cover it up. Act like we don't see it. We step over it. We know where it's at, so we just step over it. In fact, what happens, we continue to trip over it. Now you're in a pandemic. You in the house all day. You can't avoid that lump that you left in the rug. Mm -hmm. You're arguing over it. You're tripping over it. You're going to have to pull that back. And you have to have a strong conversation around it. And lay out, listen to this, a new plan. Her job, as the scripture tells us, is there to assist us in whatever the plan is. She wants to support you, undergird you, build you up. She's your biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. They will do that as long as we stick to the plan. But most of the times we don't stick to the plan. Mm. When I came down here, as soon as I changed, as soon as I changed, I said, we're going to do something. She said, that's not what we said we were going to do. They mm. remember. They remember everything. Oh, yeah. And there's something about that. That's, that's not what we said or that's not what we decided on that really hits you so, know hits you yeah. in the heart it's like oh you know it's like you want to you want to get angry at her mm-hmm. but then you can't help but to get angry at yourself don't promise something you can't you can't don't make no promises you can't come up with you can't even if you want to say baby i want to do this you gotta have a you gotta have a plan in your mind how are you going to execute that because you mm. got to make good. You, she's expecting that to happen. Mm. Expecting it. I can tell you numerous times. We, we've purchased three houses that I know of together. We purchased one. We built one. We built this one. So the first house, I'll never forget it. I told my wife, we're going to get in. I gave her the plan. At first, she was like, no, we shouldn't buy a house. So when I gave her the plan on how we were going to buy the house, and you move into the house. I gave her, look, we get the house. You know, the, the mortgage is going to be around here. And about so many months, I forget exactly how many months, but I remember telling her so many months because she wanted a new car. I knew that. And I asked her to hold off until that so many months come around. And then I'll buy you a new car. I, I tell you no lie. My wife remembered it right to the T. So I was like two months after we had got into that first house. He said, you said you were going to buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the budget. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I, baby, I don't, I don't know. But you said that we was going to, you said, and she kept saying, you said. So you know what that does, right? That, that puts you under a bind. Like you yeah. want, uh-huh. 
right? And, and we've had conversations about this, so I can talk about it. And she said to me uh, some years later, she said, I shouldn't have done that to you, you know, because mm. it put you under a, a, a pressure that you should, that, that, you know, we needed to sit down, listen to this, and, and follow the budget. I recognize you were really trying to stick close to the budget, mm. but I knew I wanted that car too, right? And, and, it, and it threw some things off. So we thought we, we, we you know, we said, okay, that was the error. We got into the second house, the second house. Didn't the same thing happen? Yes, it did. I was like, we were having like, like this is, this is like a deja vu. I remember being here in the same spot, you know? Uh, but I'm just saying, I'm saying all that to say, remember, we make plans. Mm-hmm. Men can be visionary. Men want to lead, right? And the wife or the woman or the female, she wants to follow. Where they get messed up is that we are erratic and you know, we're, 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 we're not in a straight path. We're not following everything that we said we were going to do. And it creates chaos, confusion for them because they're about systematic. I don't know about you guys' wives, but my wife is systematic. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. if she says she's going to do something. Look, I think I struggled for a good 10 years. I'm going back to college. I'm going to get, I'm going to finish my degree. I'm going back to college. I'm going to finish my degree. I said it over and over. Kids, by this time, my kids are grad, graduating, right? So I said, I'm going to keep on. I'm going. I, I'm on the paper. Next thing I saw, Lori said, I'm going to get my master's degree. And next thing I know, she was in the class. I was like, you starting class? Mm. <laughs> Why are you starting? Mm. And, you know, I had to like, I ain't going to let her do that to me. I was like, <laughs> She not only started the class, man, she finished like, she went through that thing so fast. And I'm like, I think I'm gonna finish. I think I'm gonna finish. So I will bet you Dimes are doing donuts. If you ask your friends, all of your male friends, give me your vision, right? Mm -hmm. And and ask them, how many of you have followed your plan all the way through? And let them tell you how many have actually done that. So let me ask you, I mean, I shouldn't do this to you guys, but what, who, who did it? You got married, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so I, I know Jamal a little bit better than you, uh, <laughs> Trevor. So let me just listen to Jamal, if you don't mind, right? So you, you, were, you, were, you were courting in college, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we both were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Jamal, you was courting in college, right? Right. Right, so did you have plans to get married when you was in college? Uh-huh. So before you graduated, what did she think that you were going to do? What was that? What was the plan? Get a marriage for me. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, just so the plan. Okay, so the plan was after I graduated was to get a job. In what? Proposed to um, engineering. Engineering. Proposed to her. All right. Um, then of course plan the wedding. However during that period of time, find some place to live. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so, so it wasn't so much that said that was your plan, right? But you mm-hmm. said with her, we're going to, I'm, when you asked her to marry you, you, uh-huh. said, you said we're going to, I'm going to get a job. Get a job. And did you tell her where you were going to get a job? In engineering, did you say in engineering? I did not. You didn't? All right, that's a safety no. safeguard right there because I was going to say, because I know the Lord lets you someplace else, right? 
Yes. In her yes, mind, she said, oh, my man's going to have an engineering job. That's what she and said. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what she said. And that means we're going to be comfortable. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. In his heart, he is <laughs> an artist, and he want to take pictures. Wait a minute. This is not matching up. Right, you, right, right. Did you ever, this is yes or no answer. You ever had a conflict over the two? Yes. Talking about the two? Mm, because yeah. she was given one plan that's at least she may have she may have even thought about you know came up with some aspects of that plan on her own but you delivered on something completely different and, mm -hmm. and that's where they get confused so in the pandemic just kind of like bringing this to a close um what i think is happening a lot of times is that because they're seeing each other they're tripping over this stuff that they swept under the rug conversations that they never had or they should have had, that they never resolved. And now they're forced to have a conversation about it. Some of them don't want to deal with the issues. Some of them don't even know how to deal with the issues. Some of them don't have answers. Um, what do they do next? Mm. Let, me, let me ask you, I want to ask two questions and you can take them whichever. One can be you know, quick if you how important is it after the the man gets confirmation from the wife to get started on what he that idea um that vision god's given him um if you want to, you want to tackle them right quick and that once you finish i'll come back to the second one i i think it's i think when he submits the idea uh, we were talking about a little bit of this uh, on sunday what i've discovered is if a man prays i believe god will give him a plan mm -hmm. Right. And, mm -hmm. and to start, if he has faith, he should start right mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. it's, it will be comforting to her. Very comforting to her. Why? Because he becomes a man of his word. Yeah. And she sees him following the vision for the family. Mm -hmm. Whatever he execute, that's not just a, uh, affecting him. Mm -hmm. It's affecting the whole family, everything that pertains to the family. He is the source of their confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would say start. Okay. So when, wait, wait, wait. Before, oh, go ahead. But here's the thing that I that I, I share with this with my son often. Be consistent. Mm -hmm. Don't start and stop. Mm -hmm. Start and stop. Don't start and stop. Whatever whenever you if you're gonna start, right? So what we do sometimes, we start fast, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, we lose speed, right? And we start drifting. And, and I, I, I will be willing to challenge you. The next, if that ever happens to you, take notice. See if you won't get into argument. Mm. She's mm. going to ask you a wonderful question. What happened? Mm. You, what do you mean? What are you doing? Mm. What is your right. plan? You ever, if you ever hear that one, you're in trouble. Oh, what, yeah. what is your plan? I mean, she's been oh, watching. She's yeah. been listening. <laughs> I think it's a lot. It's a lot tied up in that. What's your plan? You know, um, and I've I've spoken with Pastor Stefan when I was out of work, and just kind of afraid. My wife would say, "So, what is your plan?" And she, in her mind, she she has kids on her mind. All right, what are we gonna do about these girls? We gonna how are we gonna feed these girls and clothes and you know the whole gamut. Um, so let me ask you, you know, so Jamal has the engineering 
right? And we use that as, as an example. What if uh, a, a brother is feeling called to a pastor or to plan a ministry and, you know, he's, you know, he's not in that uh, circumstance where he can only do that as a job, you know, both spiritually and then having something to bring into the house. What happens at that point? Like, hey, baby, I'm called a pastor, but her mind is, okay, how's that going to pay the bills? What What would your advice be? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, again, I would say right of a plan. Mm-hmm. It comes back to that. You got to have a strategy. And include in that strategy, how are you taking care of the family? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I did this. So when we, so part of the plan, when we left Pennsylvania, and I wrote it down, I found out, I didn't know this initially, but I found out that my former pastor, when he moved from, from Philadelphia to Harrisburg to start a church, he had a 75-page plan. Mm. And down to the, to, to the minutest of details. And, uh, I'm ta- and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a strategy. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the execution of the of these of these steps. So you know, it's just like writing out a business plan. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to think it all the way through. You got to answer the questions that uh, you know the tough questions. You know, um, if you don't, for most people who are in ministry or looking to go to ministry, um, I found that, and and so it's a little bit different. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be very careful what I say here. It's a little bit different when it comes to African-Americans compared to say right. other races, right? So yeah. well, it's pretty common that most African-American pastors, they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it a um, bivocational, yeah. right? So you know you're going to have a job, mm-hmm. right? And that means you, got, you have two full-time jobs. Um, moms are okay, you know, <laughs> because you bring in some income in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just say you, you know, you're an entrepreneur. And uh, then, then you would need a business plan on how everything, you know, is going to work out. Not only, you know, the aspects of the business, but the financial aspect of it. Put that in there as well and trust God for both of them. And then have it all down, right? And mm-hmm. then present it to her. Baby, this is the plan. She, she when I did that, and, I, and actually I've, I've studied and I looked around, and I found out that there were other men, you know, that preceded me. My one pastor, Clifford Ash, he was like that. They were like, cool. Because they could see that we, we took time. This isn't something, a fly-by-night type of thing that we're going to do. We're executing how we're going to make this happen. And I told my wife in the, in the plan, I remember asking her uh, or sharing with her, sweetheart, getting ready to move. All right? And so what, what, in, order to start, in order for this church to launch, there will be a time. Um, that I may have to, I may not be working a day job. But mm-hmm. I told her my intent was to come down and to get a job, be bivocational. Here's the thing. And I, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to work at a college. I asked the Lord. And it's amazing to me. I, I, I just, how he answered prayers is just ridiculous. And then right, said, right. I remember getting a, a job at a local college with Brian Stratton College. Mm-hmm. And I told him this. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to work with children. I want to work with young people. He allowed me to be the high school rep. <laughs> Lord, I need this amount of income. He gave me the income that I need. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I call it fleecing. 
you know, you know, uh, who is that? Gideon, you mm-hmm. know, he, he put out a fleece. He said, Lord, if this be you, let the, let the dew rest on this rug. And yeah. then dry. I did that a lot to the Lord. If this is you, uh, I need, I need to tell my wife. And he would tell my wife, if this is you, I need this to happen. Everything that I, on that list that I put down and I shared with my wife, as they were coming to pass, I would show it to her. Mm-hmm. We would cross it off the list. So, so what, what does that do to a person's faith every time something happens? What, what, what do you think that does for your wife when she sees everything that you have written down is actually coming to pass? That's going to build your faith. It's going to build us. and hers. She's yeah. going she to trust. And I, I, so we were, we were here. My, my wife had told me this. Several times now, like I said, the earlier part, we were stressing out. We had a many, many intense fellowships. You know, we had, to, mm-hmm. we had to cry on each other's shoulder and say, baby, forgive me. And then, you know, talk to Jamal and my, hi, Jamal, hi, my, I thank God. <laughs> 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 we had to do a lot of that. But, but after a while, she says, and she said to me, she said, uh, and it, it, it sends chills down my, 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 my back when I think about it. She says, I admire the faith of God in you. Mm. I admire that. And I love it when I see you moving in, 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 the, in the things of God. For, for you as a called man of God, minister, right, shepherd, it would be better for you now, this is what I've learned, it would be better for you to operate in your comfort zone where God called you to do, mm. right? You need every day when you wake up. I learned this from our from our boy John Maxwell. You should be uh, writing something about being a pastor. You should be reading something about being a pastor. You should be sharing something about being a pastor. You should be, you know, writing uh, your dialogues of you know what a pastor does. You, mm-hmm. you, it got to be constant. You should be constantly talking to her about the pastor and in the church. And it's what because. Because a pastor is who you are. The job is what you do. Mm. You just happen to work. You're a pastor who happens to work at a location. Right. You know, and I recognize that I'm a pastor who happens to, to paint. I'm a pastor who happens to do graphic design and, and other marketing things. That's who I am. Uh, so that's what I would tell you. I would tell you to pursue the, the, the calling upon your life, but write it down. Make it plain. Isn't that what Malachi said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what she can do, her role, is to pray for you, yeah. support you, yeah. you know, encourage you. She, be, she becomes the wind beneath your, your wings. And, and, she, and when you get a little low, like my wife come through with some scriptures, I'm like, where in the world did you get that from? That was so encouraging. Oh, Amen. 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 So I want to... Um take like a very minor step back or not a step back, but you, um, so I was gonna, I was gonna ask you um, a question. You kind of touched on it, um, as you were talking, but earlier when you were sharing about just the, the, the process of you and Miss Laurie, um, traveling down here, moving and planning a church and having to do it together. And, um, you mentioned as well that, a lot of uh, a lot of relationships now. A lot of people are um, in that predi- in that predicament right now. 
um, you know, their job may have shut the office down and they're working from home or someone may have lost a job and they're at home. But nine times out of 10, both partners are at home and I actually found a um, I found an article. I, I don't have specific numbers, but there are quite a few articles that are about the divorce rates um, that have surged as a result of the uh, as uh, as a result of the quarantine of, of the result of being at home together. Um, and I know even for myself, it was different. You know, she's a, uh, my wife's a teacher. She'll be home all day. Um, I was doing an engineering job working uh, from home two days out of the week. And then three days out of the week, I would go into the office and I would have my son. So I had a lot of time to myself to, you know, process my thoughts and, you know, beating myself. Then when she would, she would get home, you know, it'd be great. You know, we spend time together. We have the entire evening together. And then when school shut down, and then my company shut down. We're both at home, both at home, twenty four seven. So, um, what? So, at, uh, as far as managing your marriage at that point, where you're now at home with your spouse, you're together twenty four seven. You may have one or you know more kids, so that adds to the to the equation as well. What? does managing your marriage look like um um from your your personal advice what what does managing your marriage look like so when you say okay so say the scenario is <clears throat> like i'm with you you know most of my day uh, what I, what i do in terms of the pastorate um i do a lot of it from the house um uh, hmm. so i have different things that i do each day then Lori comes home because she's a school teacher as well. And for a good portion of the day, what would take place is that uh, at one point she was virtually teaching. And so <laughs> a little challenging was that she was virtually teaching in the space that I was doing my work in. So that was a little challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like looking right next to, like, can't you get your own space? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say that, you know, I'm telling y'all that, yeah, but I, I didn't tell her that. Just, I think she might hear that for the first time, but uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a little challenge. And so we, it, it wasn't about, but then school is out. Mm. And, and for for us, you know, we're empty nesters, as, as they would say. I don't have children here in the house. It's real easy for us. Um, we, we, we have our routines, you know, we get up in the morning and she has her space where she does her, uh, devotional time and, and, or if she wants to go out walking, she does that. Uh, um, what we tend to do, we, you know, she has a way of, uh, pulling me into the things that she wants me to do, which is fine. I don't have a problem with any of that. The thing that I would suggest, uh, couples who are home today that are, I, I think what, what, what happens is that, you know, jobs take away from the intimacy that should occur. Mm. Where, you know, you guys are taught about date night, mm -hmm. you know, making times together, mm -hmm. right? You, you have to schedule those things and you have to be intentional. I'm very intentional, even when it comes to the church. I learned this from uh, my former pastor, that there's, there's only so... 
there in the course of a day, yeah, you, I, I'm Trevor. I'm sure you can you can relate. You can read the Bible all day. Mm -hmm. you, can get, you can get a revelation. You can pray all day. You, there's so much that you could do with God, and you can forget the fact that you have a wife and children. Mm. You know, if you go to your office, close that door, you know, you can shut the world out. But you got to remember that there's another part to you. Mm -hmm. Two have become one. Yeah. And that other person is roaming. So I would encourage, there is something that my wife and I, we were just discussing not too long ago. Uh, actually, there was a, a couple that had reached out to us, uh, Lori, actually, and, and asked a similar type of question. And we gave them what we call a relational check-in conversation, uh, checklist, if you will. And I want to kind of cover it for you. So I would encourage, you. first of all, you need to set some intimate, I call it intimate time together or alone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you have children, uh, you need to find a time either they're going to go to bed early that night or mm -hmm. grandmom and grandfather is going to take the children. You got to schedule uh, what I call we time together. Mm -hmm. And that should be what for couples. I know a lot of people suggest weekly. Um, I would probably suggest bi-weekly only because I know how people's schedules can get. Right. Um, but, but don't let it go past the month. Like, you know, don't let it go past the month. Schedule time together. Uh, simply to do one thing, have a talk. Mm talk and remember I keep, I keep referencing sweeping stuff under the rug there are yeah. a lot of things that go un, unspoken um, and so what we did we came up with five things um, that in this conversation when you're sitting down you get an opportunity to cover uh, a lot of stuff in this conversation and I want to share it with you guys can I do that real quick oh help yourself great so this is uh, their, their questions and uh, or um, statements, if you will. And so I'm, I'm just giving you the five and then we're going to go back over and talk about them. Love is one. Lack is another. Learn. Lead and mm -hmm. leave. Lead. And each one serves a purpose. So just say you're, you're, you get together with your, your spouse or your, your couple friend, whoever that person is. You know, you're sitting out on the couch. You know what? Don't be afraid to turn the television off. You know, sit there, hey, baby, I got something I want to talk to you. My precious wife, <laughs> I just come downstairs. I just start talking to her now. And she learned when I start talking, you know, <laughs> like, okay, I'm not going to be able to hear this. He's going to be talking. But it, <laughs> it opens up opportunities for us to engage in conversation that we yeah. normally would not have. Mm. So the first one is love. What you want to do, this is things, you know, say to your, 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 your spouse, your partner, you want to have a conversation around those things that that your spouse does that you love about them. Mm. You know, you might say, you know, you know, honey, you know what I love about you, and 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 just pour that. Thing. I love, like I tell my wife all the time, I just love it when she, you know, when she prays. I love to hear her pray. You know, it, it does something to me. It gives me a calm. It gives me a peace. Mm -hmm. I love my wife's laugh. Because I don't know, I, you guys probably know, when she laughs, the whole house knows it. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's rumbling. And you can't help but to laugh at the fact how, how loud she's laughing. And but, but when you guys see her, she's probably this little timid person. And you didn't probably even notice she had to laugh that loud. Uh, but she does. And it, it just does my heart. You know, sometimes we don't share those type of things with our spouse, the things that we love about. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? 
That's good. Mm. Yeah. I'm as you as you're talking, I'm thinking about a number of things that uh I've never told my wife what I loved about her. You know, or I just told her in one capacity, like physical. All right. Know, and not anything spiritual or you know, her personality or what she does. I would tell my wife, I love the way she used to wake my children up, our children. I call them mm. my children. Uh, but she would go into the room, and with my son, she would shake the bed and, and tickling, and just, and he would wake up in full laughter. He's been that way all of his life. He just, he's a lively guy, and I attribute that to her. Uh, Tammy, she was run through the house in the morning time, you know, mm-hmm. around, and I just love the way that she did that. And so there's just little things, you know, that a person could do, or you could say, you know what, I felt love this week when you did this. Yeah. So yeah. it's having a conversation and you get an opportunity to share it back and forth. You can do it at any time. Um, there's a scripture, Ephesians 4, 29, says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful in building up according, building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So the whole objective is to build up your partner. Mm-hmm. Another one is lack. And this is, so lack is needs that have gone unmet or tasks that has yet to be accomplished. So now mm. you're having conversations around, around that. It says, um, which of your needs have gone un- unmet? There are 10 emotional needs that couples, um, that any couple could have at any given time. We kind of gone over a couple of them with you guys one time when we were in your session, but acceptance is one affection, appreciation, approval, attention, comfort, encouragement, respect, security, and support. So which one of those needs? Every one of us have a high one and a low one. Mm. And so which one of these needs have gone unmet, you know, since the last time we had this conversation? You know, do I not appreciate you more? Do I not show enough affection? You know, or how how would you like for me to meet these needs and have that conversation? Um, we used to, we've learned over the years going through marriage and enrichment and things that these are the type of conversations that you need, that, that we need to have. We need to be able to sit down and say, you know what, I love it when you do this, but, you know, this is an area that I really could could appreciate. Mm-hmm. So I need encouragement right now. I'm, I'm yeah. really some things can we have a can, can you encourage me rather than putting me down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, first Thessalonians 3 and 10 we can add to that night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith you're meeting a person's need uh, the third one learn learn important insight that you have gleaned or gained and uh, we were just having a conversation about that. You know, there are things that you can learn um, from your spouse. I, got, I was telling my wife some time ago, I've, I've learned how to better focus by watching her. Because mm-hmm. when she started a project, it don't get, look, she don't, it would be like, Normally, my wife would check out at about 7, 30, 8 o'clock. I already know she's getting ready to go. You know, the light's going to be out. She's going to be doing But if she's on a project, sister can go to 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock mm. in the morning. Mm. 
and that's a drug. I was like, where is she? I didn't even know she had it in her to get the energy. And I'd be like, so, so if I got a project, I keep, I'd be channeling my inner Lori in me. Okay, if she can do this, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. Man. I'd be going like, no, Lori, Lori did it. I can do this. You know, so I, that's me. I'd be making it a little challenge, you know, but I learned how to do that. I learned that you got to be consistent at it. And Lori can do it. I can do it. <laughs> You know, so what? So what? What do you learn about your spouse? How many years have you been married, uh, uh, Trevor? I'll be five in November. What is that one year. thing that you can say that you learned from your wife? She is very keen on communication. Very keen on communication. Um, and just like your wife, when she has a project, she's gonna see that thing through. There's times where she's up till one, two in the morning. She'll tell me, I didn't go to bed at two in the morning. I was like, what are you doing? I'm working on the ministry. Okay. You know, she will see that thing through. So she's very, um, she's headstrong in a good way. And, so and that's something I admire about her. Cause I wish I had that, you know, Yeah. cause she'll, she'll say, I have, I want to do this. I want to do this. And she's going to do it. She, um, she went in. She said, "She said, you know what? I'm gonna buy us a camera." And uh, so, Jamal, did she talk to you about that? Mm-mm. I don't know. If she asked you for it. She said, "I need." She wanted to ask you about some advice on the camera. But she just went out and bought a camera, and she said, "I want to get into photography," and just started, you know, taking pictures. She went and bought the camera, and uh, did her research on a camera, and just started taking random pictures. She said she wanted to get better. I was like, I'll just say stuff like, "Cause what you saying about sweepers? <laughs> that's me," you know. Um, and she'll say it and go do it. And so I admire her for that 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 go getter attitude is what millennials will say she'll go getter. Nice, nice. Yeah. So there's different things that you learn. It could be about her, it could be about a circumstance or situation. Mm-hmm. I learned that um uh I when we were we were having a conversation not too long ago about this. There are things that I learned about parenting that I wish I could do over. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, it could be anything. You could be out. You could be watching somebody else. You say, you know what I learned today, and share that with your spouse. So mm-hmm. this is these th- what these are conversation check-ins, just topics that you can you can just go back and sit down and have this conversation around. Lead, lead is another one. Number four, something that you would like to take ownership of or take lead role in accomplishing. There are things that need to get done in the house. There's things mm-hmm. that get done. Uh, in, anywhere you know, in the, for the future, you know, do you who's going to take the responsibility of getting um, the will done for the family? Mm. You know, uh, insurance. Do we have insurance? Who's going to take the lead in that? You know, what about planning? You know, my wife is the one that typically plans. I don't really think about Christmas and stuff of that nature. But you know, she's out in August thinking about December. I'm like, <laughs> who thinks that close? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they, they have all the birth dates, you know, locked in and they got, you know, parents and, and cousins and birth dates and wedding dates and stuff. I'll be like, send me a text like an hour before the event and I'm ready to go. Right, right. right. Something that you want to take the lead or ownership in, you know, which task would you will be willing to take the lead in? How can you do it? Or, you know, how can that person help you? Is there something that you would like, you know, for me to do? You just have this conversation. Mm-hmm. We're asking about that, and then the last one, leave. So, so if I can do the Philippians four thirteen for the lead, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
And then the last one, leave. Something that you would like to leave in the past. Mm -hmm. One area that you would like to make a change in or something that you learned that you would like to leave. <laughs> like, um, um, I don't know, you just have to, whatever that could be. You know, there might be some, some habits. Uh, like we've, we've, we've talked about, uh, you know, we learned that we stop eating after 8.30 at night, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? We could possibly drop some weight. You know, we would like to leave that in the past, but we're still working on it. And uh, but both of us had this conversation, both of us there to support and, and strengthen everybody. So I'm just saying, here is a, here is a, a little set of words that kind of trigger a conversation, a constant, and communication is the key. You gotta have critical conversations. And you know what? You gotta find different ways to communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, if the way that you're currently communicating, you feel like it's not working for you, you know, research, get online, talk to us another person. Is there another way I can communicate what I've been trying to communicate all along? You got to come up with a different way. Mm -hmm. If it means, uh, like we learned that sometimes we can't, you know, you can't sit, you got to go in, 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 in on the couch and have this conversation. We got to go to the dining room table. And I don't know why the dining room table, but it sets a different type of mood and and then we're able to get it out. But as soon as if we're sitting on the couch, we, it never turns out that way. You know, it just... It's just, it just doesn't do that. So what do you think about those things? Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, I remember my wife, when she was at another employer, she said that uh, because I wasn't paying attention to her and wasn't doing the things as far as what you were talking about, the five points um, or some of the five points in serving guards, she, uh, she said some men would comment how pretty she was. Um, you know, and she said it started going to her head, you know, how nice she looked that day. And I never, never told her, you know, it just kind of took advantage of her. So that was, that's helpful as far as like, you know, paying attention to your wife, not only just the physical, but sitting down and, um, you know, we used to have something called a tune up session. It'll be Monday nights. We just sit at the dinner table and just talk, um, what we had going on in life, where we were at. Uh, that I think that time we were both in our master's degree. So we would kind of talk about what schoolwork was due. So we knew how to plan for the rest of the week around that, you know, what was going on with work and it's, what was just going on with us. And as we got away from that, listening to each other, that's when the friction started to get a little rough. So it's definitely something I'm going to incorporate the five points. That tune up. Like definitely. You said, that's, that's the same concept. Um, you know, and we were talking about, it could be, you can use, choose one word a day to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, you can sit down and, like I said, after dinner and do it. Mm -hmm. um, I found that uh, sometimes, um, and this may sound crazy, but like if I leave the house, it's, it's became a common practice for me to call her. Mm -hmm. And we had a great conversation over the phone. <laughs> you would think that we have it at the house, but <laughs> I'm in the car driving and we're talking about all kinds of stuff. And yeah. You just have to find your groove. You have to find that place where you're comfortable. But here's the thing. You got to have the conversation. Don't sweep it under the rug. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, that's really good. That's really good. Um, so as a, as a, as a closing piece, um, 
May I ask a question real quick, if you don't mind? Did I, did I answer yeah. that question? Did I answer that question? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Very much so. Very much so. Um, I, I think, I think um, you know, what, what you and Ms. Lori came up with, you know, fits perfectly, you know, um, as, as a great tool to managing, you know, your marriage through challenging times, whether it be the pandemic or it could just be another situation. Um, definitely think that all five of these touch on um, so many things. I think that could, that could just expand and open up just a wide array of resolutions to be able to figure out, you know, how to rectify solutions. Um, if I may add to that too, I mean, there are, obviously there are moments of, uh, and I know you're getting ready to close out, but there are moments of, of confusion. Somebody don't have a job, you know, and you're going to have to have those type of tough conversations. What is our, what is our step? You know, uh, what, what, what's plan do you have? You know, if this doesn't work out, you gotta, you gotta talk about the possibility that things may get a little bit worse before they get better. And, but these things right here can help bring, you know, to build a person up, Give them enough energy that hey, I think I can do this. I think I can. I think we can. We can make this work. Um, what's um, what's what's one piece of encouragement that you would give to um, to couples who uh, have never experienced something like this, who um, who are struggling, who may be on the brink of. Um, separation or or divorce what's what's one um one piece of advice and encouragement that you would give to them um in addition already to the um the five points love lack learn lead and leave i'm sorry repeat that one more time that make sure i get it right what's that one word of encouragement to give to them yes to give to give to a couple who you know maybe on the feel like they're, they're on the brink of separation or divorce or, you know, just really going through it. Um, you know, never experiencing something like this. What's, what's one piece of encouragement in addition to the five points that you already gave? It's one piece of encouragement that you would um, share. Wow. That's, that's tough. I, you know, the thing that comes to mind is, and this may sound corny, um, but if couples, if they knew that this too shall pass, you know, I know that, that may not sound like an encouragement, but you got to understand that I don't care what you're going through right now, it's temporary. Amen. I don't care um, what the emotions might be. They're temporary emotions. Don't don't live in the emotion. Don't live in the emotion. Um, sometimes problems will take you further than you want to go. They keep you longer than you want to stay. But then it ultimately at times costs you more than you have to pay. You got to remember, don't go further than you need to go. Don't stay longer than you need to stay because you don't want to pay anything that you don't have to pay. So just remember that, you know, couples that are looking to, to uh, separate is because they haven't resolved the conversation. You got to have 
that tough conversation. And I don't think that, that they really want to, unless there is something really, really drastic going on. Most people, they want to resolve it. And so where, what does scripture say? Where there is no hope, right? The people will perish. So you got to come up with a plan, right? Work the plan and the plan will work. So I'm, I told you this sounded kind of corny, didn't I tell you that? I told you that, right? <laughs> if any of that made sense. <laughs> so just, just don't throw in the towel too quick. Because I, I will bet you dimes and donuts that you really haven't sat down and you haven't really thought about it. You're probably responding out of emotion more than, than uh, uh, logical conversation. Amen. Amen. And, and finally, seek help. Yeah. Counsel. Uh, yeah. Uh, See, I kept talking to the Lord, gave it to me. Counsel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They helped, uh, they they helped my wife that. and I. The Go reason to... why we're together for 35 years is because we have somebody to call. Mm. Mm. You know, to that point, we, my wife and I, I shared on the last episode, we were at the break of about to call it quits until we went to counseling and even the counseling session, it made it, it seemed like it, it made it worse, but it got the ball rolling and it made us stronger. Uh, just to, to talk and to listen, be able to learn that, that concept of listening, listening and then reiterate what that person is saying without, I hear you, but, and that's crucial is learn to listen. Right. Very, very important. So, Good deal. Good deal. That was really good. Really, really good. Um, yes, sir. Um, can't thank you enough, Stefan, for joining us, sharing your 35 years of wisdom and, and knowledge and understanding. Um, man, I, I I was sitting over here taking notes like, you know, yeah, I got mine <laughs> right on time. Points this, I need this, to go back and rewrite. This turned into a whole sermon. Um, yes, it did, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm about to go. So I'm much. about to go downstairs and try some of that with my wife. You know, baby, this is what I really love. Because I haven't, you know, I I, I haven't, I never haven't, and so I never really she gonna told clock her. out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, sign out is. You know, I got off work early and she was like, you know, I've been, I haven't taken my lunch. I was waiting for you to get home and say, yeah, we got a podcast. I'm sorry. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. But she's cool though. She's good. Yeah, you can't say that. No. I hope she is. <laughs> she's probably talking, yeah, he loved the podcast. No. I was about to say, I would have been perfectly fine with you saying, hey, dog, we're going to have to reschedule this thing because uh, <laughs> You had a rough night. Wife who wants some time. <laughs> wife who wants some time. So I would be like, hey, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about what's that love language? What's her, you know, I don't want to get into it. That'd be another conversation. You know, everybody has that love language. You got to find out what it is. You got to know. You got to practice. It. Oh, yeah. Yep. Most definitely. Most definitely. Some of them are time spent. Yes. Oh, that's my wife all day. She She's family. You know, um, she said, you know, I, I was like, well, I'm here with you reading the book. She's like, you're here, but you're not here. 
I want you to be here. So I figure out, okay, her love language is time. You know, she loves that, that time spent with family. And then I'll come around to enjoy it myself, you know. So I'll, find, I'll be at work Monday or text her and say, I miss y'all. I enjoyed our time this weekend. Now, what you would do is go from being comfortable. Is it comfortable being uncomfortable? That's what Yeah. We're- <laughs> <laughs> Amen. My wife, hers is, hers is time spent. I think, it, I think mine has become time spent now. I know it used to be something else, but I, mm-hmm. I've noticed that the last time it's like, man, she don't want me over. How did that happen? Yeah, if you if you go shopping for a wife on Instagram, they they're a whole lot gift giving, you know, Chanel bags and trips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just a joke. Get us laughing or something. <laughs> anyway. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Pull pull one of those numbers where, you know, it's like, hey, you know, let's both read a book and then we'll talk about what we read. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about what we read. So you know, that's pretty. That's a good idea. To both worlds. Yeah, we actually have a book that we were getting ready to get together. Yeah, you know, there's a, and I've been. I think God's been putting this on me. It's a book. I had a, it's called Why Can't We Listen? And she has it, but we had she had that book for a class she took in her master's program. I had the same book. Um, in a master's program that I took. And I said, you know what? We should all, we ought to read that together. It's we, just the art of communication. We have this book that, well, we got, there's a book that our friends are reading. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, Lord, we should get that book and we should invite some friends to read it with us. Mm. Like, yeah, let's do that. But there's been a couple of books that we've read together. It has been awesome. I love it. Mm. Uh, the book, again, opens up a different form of conversation that you probably mm. would engage in. Yeah. And you get to learn values. You know, you, you find out that, that, oh, she's different than me. She really, like, one time we came to the understanding, my wife used to say, oh, we're just alike. But after, especially since we moved down here, we realized that ain't true. <laughs> <laughs> we're really opposites. And, but, yeah. but here's the thing about that. I love the fact that she's so opposite from me because she brings to the table Mm-hmm. certain skills and skill sets that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And it completes the person that I am mm-hmm. and vice versa. So when we learn to understand that, that she's there, the Lord gave me exactly who I needed mm-hmm. in order to make me into the person that I am today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, again, thank you so much. Stefan, for joining us. We greatly appreciate you taking time out of your day to share with us and to share with um, all who are listening. Um, Again, uh, quick. Well, yeah. Um, So if anyone wanted to um, get in contact with you, uh, what's that information if you're willing to share? Um, And also um, uh, drop your... uh, create cafe information website and social media and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You talking to me? Talking to me? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So any given given time, just, just reach out to us. Um, uh, if you create cafe, it, what we do there, like I said, is a variety of, uh, of, a, of, a, of events. Primarily it's, it's uh, paint parties, but we do other type of social events too. Just give us a call. Or and you can call us on 804-930-7423 or just send us an email at create, that's C-R-E, the number eight, 
cafe, C-A-F-E, number one, at gmail.com. Or you can go right there on to the website at createcafe.com. That's C-R-E-A-C-A-F-E.com. And uh, there are different events there that you can, you can, you can uh, select and, and we'll get right in contact with you. Or um, if you want to reach out in terms of the church, you can just send us an email at info at aspirecc.com or check us out on our, on our website at aspirecc.com or sometime on Sunday mornings, I give you everything, aspire.online.church on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for your listening station. Um, we do a variety of different things like I said it really just just give us a call I'm sure if I don't if uh, I probably can assist you if I can I probably know somebody that can so we would love to help you love helping people love helping couples and just to put this little plug in we do have something coming out real soon uh, perfectly by the end of the month it's called invest and it's going to be a a blog and, and a couple of other things that we're doing specifically for investing in your marriage and so mm-hmm. really really special we decided that we're definitely going to move forward and just helping couples we may reach this plateau as well for as much as god will give us strength to do so amen and i just thank you guys for the opportunity i really am blessed you guys are awesome both of you and uh, i tell you guys this mm-hmm. all the time you really just sense the the hand of the lord is upon you guys to do what you do uh, in your own special way. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I do pray for you guys often, Jamal. You know that. Trevor, you mm-hmm. as well. And um, God does have a plan for you. He has Amen. a plan for your life. And it's going to work out. It's yeah. going to work out. And with the strength that he has given me, whatever I can do to assist, I'm here for you. Amen. Thank you. We greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will talk to you all soon. Peace.